Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer Podcast, the place where I help shift your mindset around fat loss, around getting healthy, where we work on a healthy relationship with food and we get rid of all those quick fixes that are not sustainable. In this episode, I'm going to answer some of your questions that I've received in my DMs or in the comments of the videos that I do post online. Before I get into it, again, just a massive thank you for the ratings, the reviews, the shares, the amazing feedback that you have been sending me in my messages and as well as to everyone who has bought me a virtual coffee. A massive thank you. If at any point during this episode or any episode you do want to share the podcast or the episode that you are listening to, please, please do so. It really does help with getting the word of this podcast and the information out there. And it could reach someone who really needs it on that very day. All right, let's do this. Let's jump into these questions. The first question I'm going to answer, and I think it's one that all of you, a lot of you, most of you, all of us struggle with at some point. And the question reads as follows. How do I approach a new week after a very indulgent weekend when fat loss is my goal? Now, firstly, what I want you to do here is to stop treating it like a bad weekend or that you have to start over on a Monday. Emphasis on bad and start over. Those words need to be removed out of your vocab. So if you have had an indulgent weekend, I want you to remember that it is part of life. You are not on the Biggest Loser TV show where you've got four weeks to win a speed weight loss competition, fat loss competition. You are making life long changes, healthy habits that you are forming as part of your new healthy lifestyle, meaning there's no time that you ever fucking need to start over. Because when you tell yourself that you need to start over, that means that you've basically told yourself that you fucked up. And there's no such thing when you are creating lifelong habits, healthy habits. You are tweaking the plan and the changes as you proceed. Now, this is not me saying go and have a raucous weekend every single weekend and then continue to expect fat loss results. No, there has to be some sort of moderation or boundaries or line put in place when it does come to the weekend. What I'm saying is I don't want you to dwell in a weekend that was overly indulgent and let it throw you off track and make you believe that you have failed and you need to start over because that is not the case. You just need to proceed with from that day, from that Monday, you need to proceed as though it's any normal day. You need to ask yourself, how can I best nourish myself today, mind, body, and soul? So what foods can you eat to best nourish your body? Water, hydration, movement. What movement can you do to nourish your body? What can you do from a mindset perspective that will help you not dwell on the past and believe that you have failed, right? So again, if you've had a weekend that is overly indulgent, don't beat yourself up about it. Work on that mindset of saying, cool, it happened. Let's move forward. How can I best nourish myself today and continue working on the plan and healthy lifestyle changes? 
You see, the problem that I have with the word, oh, I need to start over again, is now you automatically believe that you failed, that you fucked up, and you need to start over again. And psychologically, that can play tricks on your mind, because now you believe you're at point A, and you've moved to point A from where you were, maybe point Z, if, I don't know. And you believe that you've lost all progress. So you need to start telling yourself that it's not you starting over, it's just you focusing on the next meal. Making the next meal a nutrient-dense meal, making the next thing that you do a walk outside as opposed to saying, oh, I need to start all over again because sometimes when you've got that mindset, it's very difficult to get up and do the things that you do need to do. And if, for an example, you had a raucous Friday night, you were drinking copious amounts of Jagerbomb, you were dancing on the bar table about to take your clothes off, that doesn't mean you need to do the same on Saturday and Sunday. And the reason I say that is purely because most people believe that if they have a high calorie day on the Friday, then, oh, screw Saturday and Sunday, I'll just start on Monday. And that's where you create in that sort of vicious cycle of, I want to say yo-yo dieting, but also just where you're telling yourself that, oh, I'll just start over. So we need to remove that word start over and just replace it with the word continue. Now, if you want to dance on the bar tables on the Saturday as well, then that's 100% fine. We are all adults here. You can do what you want. But just because you did it on the Friday night, it doesn't mean you need to throw away the rest of the weekend because, oh, I can only start on Monday. No, no, no. On Saturday, you can ask yourself already, how can I best nourish myself today and not dwell on what you did? On Friday, unless there is a photo that circulates online with you dancing on the bar tables. All right, let's move on to the next question. How to dodge conversations about dieting in the workplace or the office or anywhere for that matter? I know we have all had that awkward moment or that moment where we don't want to face the people around us because they're bringing up the topic of dieting and they might ask questions that we don't want to answer or you might not be comfortable in answering those questions, right? So how do we dodge those conversations and how do we not let them get to us? Right now, you would have three choices, right? If someone at work, I use work as an example, it could be anyone. It could be someone in your social circle. It could be absolutely anyone, right? Three choices. Number one, change the subject. Number two, walk away. Number three, vocalize your boundaries. If you are not ready to vocalize your boundaries, walk away. Change the topic of conversation. The most important thing here is remember you are doing this for you. It's got nothing to do with anyone else unless you want to share it with them. But you have to be assertive. You have to be mindful in the moment. And if you don't want to entertain the conversation, you don't have to entertain the conversation. And this is where I know a lot of people are quite soft and I know that I'm quite hard in that regard is I would walk away. I would just, I used to walk away. I wasn't going to entertain that shit. Now I've got to the point where I vocalize my boundaries and the conversations that I get nowadays are a little bit different to what I got when I was in my fat loss phase. But I shit you not, every time I go out and people find out what I do for a living and they know that I focus on nutrition and I work with people around the nutrition, people, it's fucking crazy. It's insane, right? So someone will immediately say to me, oh, I know I'm not meant to be eating this or someone will say to me, oh, why are you eating that? Or, oh, and, and the whole topic of conversation revolves around food. Meantime, there's a lot of other things that we can chat about. And immediately I tell them I'm off duty. I don't want to chat about this. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit as to whether you're going to eat that piece of garlic bread or not. 
And that keeps them quiet for a very long period of time. But it's that assertiveness. It's about setting those boundaries. And if you're not ready to set those boundaries, change the subject or walk away. As simple as that. And the reason I say as simple as that is because you have to realize that you are going to get a number of people that might want to chat about your diet or see you changing your eating habits or see you moving a little bit more. A lot of them are going to have their opinions. A lot of them are going to try and give you advice and it's going to get to you. And you're going to have to do something about it before it gets to you. So build up the courage, be brave, decide what you want to do, and then do it. doesn't matter if you, I know this is going to sound very cold, but you might feel as though you are hurting their feelings if you vocalize your boundaries. Remember why you're doing this. You are doing this for yourself and not for them. Their feelings might be hurt for a couple of seconds and then they're going to forget about everything because most likely they were just looking for a little bit of attention by asking you that question in the first place. If someone is truly invested in your success and your expedition, they will be there to support you and not be the opinionated person that maybe they come across as. And I can tell you now from experience, I had one lady at work who kept interfering with my fat loss expedition, who kept trying to give her opinion on things. And at the end of the day, she actually started coming to me for advice when she saw that I was successful. Oh, the next question. This is one that all of you are going to want to hear, or most of you. I know a lot of you maybe. How do we stop getting frustrated with that number on the scale if it is not shifting in the direction that we want it to? All right, so number one, stop measuring all your success on that number on the scale. Please, please, please. You are going to work yourself into a panic and you are going to give up because that number on the scale doesn't always shift in the direction that you want it to, regardless of if you are ticking all the boxes. There are so many more aspects and factors to your progress that is not that number on the scale. Number one, your physical health. Number two, your mental health. Number three, your relationship with food. Number four, your relationship with your body. Number five, your self-discipline that is getting better. Number six, your trust in your abilities to do things. I can go on and on and on about all the results and progress that you are making that is not reflecting on that number on the scale. And you know what? Those are the most fucking important areas of progress. Your relationship with food, your relationship with your body, your relationship with absolutely everything health related, your physical health, your mental health. You've been able to say no to foods now that maybe you weren't able to say no to. You've been able to stop eating when you are full when maybe you weren't able to do so in the past. That is success. That is progress. That is results. Now I know why people get very frustrated though with that number on the scale because unfortunately that number on the scale is a tangible area of progress measurement because we can see it and we then say cool I'm going to base my progress on that. Whereas everything else that I just mentioned now is very intangible. You can't actually physically see it like you can physically see that number on the scale. So most people overlook it because it's not tangible. And therefore, I always say you need to be exceptionally mindful about all the progress that you are making. You need to sit down at the end of every single evening and write down where you think 
you have progressed, whether it's in your mental health, whether it's with your relationship with food. Did you say no to something today that in the past you struggled to say no to? And then tell yourself how freaking empowering it was to say no to that and how much you have progressed within that area. So even if you don't lose one kilogram on the scale, but you have made progress with your self-discipline, that is phenomenal results. But many people won't identify that as a successful result because it's not a tangible result. So again, I beg you with tears in my green eyes to please stop basing 100% of your progress measurement or success rate on that number on the scale because there is so much more to it than just that number on the scale. Let's move on to the next question. It reads as follows. I am so scared to succeed. Why would this be? My immediate answer here would be, I can't tell you why you are scared to succeed. But I can give you examples of possible reasons why people are scared to succeed. But this is very much, the ball is in your court yeah, to do the homework, right? And by that, I mean, sit down and journal, Write things down. Write what scares you down. Write it down so that you actually acknowledge in it. Right? You can think about it, but tomorrow morning you wake up, you've forgotten that thought, and all of a sudden that fear is still there, and maybe it's grown by 20%. Many times what happens is people might self-sabotage or practice self-sabotaging behavior out of the fear of success. And I know a lot of you will be sitting there now asking yourself, but oh, who is so scared to succeed? All I want to do is succeed. But I can tell you now it's a real thing. There was a point in my journey where I hit that wall or that fear started taking place after I had lost a bit of weight. And, and it, it started taking place when I realized that I am, I am going to definitely be successful. I've got this in the bag. And I started self-sabotaging. And then I started digging deep and asking myself, but what am I scared of? And for me, I was so scared that everything was going to change, that my relationship was going to change, that just everything was going to change. And that's when I started self-sabotaging. I had to ask myself, Mandy, why did you start this in the first place? You wanted to change. And for a lot of people, the idea of fat loss is amazing. But when it comes to it and they see themselves succeeding, it starts getting scary because you might have been hurt in the past by someone in a relationship for that matter. And you now might be too scared to start dating again. And it might be your sort of comfort area is to maybe stay a little bit overweight as you feel that you won't need to then go out and date because maybe that's an excuse as to why you are not dating. So again, it's things like that that you need to identify. It could be that your weight loss has been a struggle for a long period of time and a lot of us need a struggle in our life. It sounds weird, I know, and you might have everything else going for you. Your job, your family, your social life might be amazing and you're still holding on to that one struggle and you might fear then once you nail this fat loss thing you won't have anything to fixate about that is a struggle again I know it sounds crazy but these are the things that we need to look for and the things that you need to potentially identify so that you can move past that fear of succeeding 
And a lot of us fear that our comfortable lives might change because it is going to change. It is going to change because you're making a lifestyle change. It's lifelong changes that you are making. And humans, us, we people, creatures of habit, we get stuck in that comfort zone and it's very difficult to leave it. And when you're making all these amazing changes to your lifestyle that's better in your health, you do need to get out of your comfort zone. And you realize that those changes are going to be lifelong changes. That's potentially where you could start holding back out of the fear of how it is going to change your life, how it's going to change your social circle, how it's going to change your relationships, how it's going to change absolutely everything. And then that fear kicks in and that is potentially where self-sabotage kicks in. So as I mentioned, this is only something that you can identify and it's not something that you will identify overnight. It takes some time to honestly journal about it, write a couple of things down on a regular basis so that you can go through it, that you can identify these things and that you can then acknowledge these things as well and then move forward with, with the knowledge that you've gained to try and tackle it. And that brings me to the end of this episode. Again, at any point, if you feel like sharing this episode or rating or reviewing it, please, please feel free to do so. And again, just a massive thank you to every single one of you who do take the time to listen to the episodes that I do put out there. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and always be kind to one another. Much love. Your friend who answers questions, Mandy.